Welcome to The Walking Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And uh, we are covering Season 4, Episode 4, entitled, uh, what is it called? Indifference, which describes Indifference. my attitude towards the episode. Interesting. I expected you'd be a little more positive on this episode, honestly. Whoa. Whoa. We might have to throw down here. Um... I thought this episode was really a mess, and I would probably give it a five if I was forced to give give a, a review. Now, I thought that they might be able to redeem it towards the end, but they uh, doubled down on what I consider very poor choices um, for things going on. What did you? I'm curious. I I feel like you like this episode or are higher on it than I am. Well, I don't really know yet, so I feel like there's a lot going on in this episode um, with the theme of change, obviously, uh, and some stuff with Bob. It has me a little bit confused. Uh, the, the stuff between Bob and Daryl, I wasn't really sure what to make of. Um, so I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment on that stuff until the second viewing, at least. Okay. Um, but the Rick and Carol stuff, I, I kind of liked. I mean, this confrontation needed to happen. Certainly, we kind of took our time getting there and all the, like, weird stares when Carol was kind of overriding Rick's uh, authority, I guess, um, when he tried to make decisions. That stuff was a little weird, but I felt like the theme of change and the idea that we have to let Carol go because nothing good can come of this and she has, like, kind of changed the equation at the prison made a lot of sense. Mm, I... Oof, I totally disagree. Before I go forth, I just want to apologize for um, the weird aspect ratio on Jim's uh, side of the video and maybe the audio because, um, as a lot of you probably know, we went to the Walker Stalker Con this weekend, and Jim accidentally left his computer at my place. So he's actually broadcasting entirely from the power of the iPhone. Um, so here's my problem. Yeah, it's breaking up a little bit, so I'm pretty sure the iPhone doesn't have that much power. We'll see. <laughs> so here's my problem with, with Rick's decision. Um, you could argue about Carol's, um, the ethics of Carol's decision all day long, whether she made the right call or not, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. The problem is... The, the the real problem, her real sin, is we've got a prison, prison council, which oversees a bunch of people. And she decided to go away from the political arrangement that they have and just unilaterally make a decision that she thought was in the best interest of the survivors. Um, So, I mean, I think that's – and then that's what basically what Rick said at, towards the end, which I was like, okay, cool. They're finally, you know, broaching the subject. But the problem is he then did the exact same thing. What authority does he have to exile Carol? Wouldn't wouldn't it have been better to bring Carol in and 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 bring her to justice? Have a trial? I mean, what is Tyrese going to say when he's like, "Yeah, I gave Carol a car and gas and food and said, "Good luck. Find another group that you can maybe uh pull your angel of death routine act on." Is that going to yeah, be satisfying I anybody? I don't know what he says. Um, we'll probably find out very soon, like next week. Um, I, you're right. You're right. He definitely does make this unilateral decision on behalf of everyone here. Um, I, I think his estimate of what Tyrese would do is totally accurate. 
uh, I think if he brings Carol back, Tyrese just kills Carol. I don't think so. Cold blood. Oh yes, absolutely. No. Yes. Or he at least tries to. Well, I, the way, dude, look throughout this entire episode, he didn't give a shit. I, he was popping down trees. He was pulling in walkers. Like he is a man. He's a loose cannon. I agree. And, and the way he kicked Rick's ass, just like Rick says in this episode, uh, imagine the fury that he would have when he finds out that Carol was the one who did it. I agree, but then again, then then we got another murderer that has to be brought to justice. I mean, are we rebooting society or not? And um, again, I felt like the real mistake Carol made is she just decided to. And I don't understand what she was doing. Did she? Did she think this was not going to be a problem if you murder people and drug them outside and burnt them? Like, say it's say it wasn't Tyrese's girlfriend. That was just going to be cool with the group. I it just. Man, yeah. I'm no definitely. I mean, Carol, Carol made a mistake certainly, but the weird thing is, I mean, she doesn't view it as a mistake, right? She's viewing it as the things that need to be done are getting done. Uh, I think, she, I think she feels like it's probably a mistake. She was just trying to justify it in this episode, which is fine. That's what people do. Uh, I, well, I mean, maybe if you want to read into that, but what she actually says is that she believed that was the right thing to do and that it needed to be done. She took action instead of sitting on her thumbs, uh, and that's what the group needed, more than having these uh, people who are sick and infecting everyone else still around. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the cold open when – because I was watching that and I was trying to see – You know, obviously, I'm only human. I was trying to fit this into the – theory that I had that she was maybe covering up um, for Lizzie's problem indiscretion. And I, at parts of it, I was like, wow, this might be supporting my theory. But then towards the end, I thought it got pretty heavy handed and went in a direction that it obviously, you know, showing that Carol was, was the blame. Um, how, how did you, what, what did you think about that cold open? It was a lot different. I think than anything we've seen on walking dead before, like mm-hmm. the, the scenes with Rick kind of reinvestigating and um, I guess deciding what to do about Carol's actions there were overlaid over uh, Carol talking with Lizzie. And it was just like, it, it was kind of spelling out the resolution, like foreshadowing the resolution ahead of time. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's talking about change. She's talking about being weak. Uh, versus being strong. Uh, I thought it was interesting, the the way that they did it, um, with those kind of two scenes going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so cinematically, pretty interesting, I thought. Yeah, I th- I actually thought it was, the, uh, the artistic parts of it were pretty good. I, I don't know that the writing was there behind it. I also thought it was very wise of them to go away from the prison and just concentrate on the two groups that we had set out. Um, yeah, so it felt very much like clear in that way, didn't it? They kind of sectioned off these two characters to deal with issues that needed to be dealt with uh, in Carol and Rick, and then they kind of had like a side story going on at the same time, which is the main plot. Right. What did you think about the couple that they found, uh, Carol and Rick? They look sketchy. They look real sketchy. <laughs> I couldn't uh, tell. Yeah, I, I go ahead. I, I thought it was good that they brought back the three questions that Rick yeah. had asked, uh, and we saw one of them and implied the other two. Uh, I don't know. I, I was a little worried that they were going to try something crazy. 
Yeah, I'm always looking for the, the the angle, especially when these people were just so like I didn't buy the fact that these guys could survive out in the wild for three minutes. I mean, they yeah. look like such dumbasses. You know, it's like if you find the hippiest hipster idiot couple at a Whole Foods and threw them in the zombie apocalypse to survive. That's what I felt like these people. And I'm like, there's got to be something else. These, they, they, they got to be the front men and women, woman for a band of maniacs or something that's going to trip Rick or Rick's going to give him a gun and then shit's going to go down and, and maybe Carol has to bail him out and they're going to make it even harder for him to turn. Cause I, I thought in the middle of the episode, they're going to the fact that he was going to turn her in. And, uh, again, I, I, I'm going to be really upset if Rick doesn't have any consequences, if this is just treated like a done deal, you know? But I'm still upset with Rick Grimes, the character, for doing something this stupid. Are you talking about leaving Carol behind? And I'm I'm not saying that decision is stupid. I'm not saying that banishing Carol from the group is necessarily a bad thing. Just like I'm not saying killing Karen and David was in this world, a bad decision. I think there's a debate either way about, you know, utilitarian ethics of it, whatever. I think him unilaterally making that call is going to be a bad news. It's going to be, if they, if they handle it in a realistic way, it's going to be a bunch of bad fruitage um, and a rotten fruit that I don't want to deal with the rest of the season. I really don't. I'm not, I'm suddenly, I was completely invested in what was going on and this one episode i feel like and we haven't even gotten to the other side uh, where i've got problems too this one episode i feel like is going to set them on a course it's going to take them two or three episodes to dig out from underneath it maybe they can turn around the finale but i'm just i'm just super worried man um uh, the idea of rick making this call and doing this thing and getting the the person who tyrese would certainly murder uh, out of harm's way is, I think, in my opinion, it might be more interesting than the resolution of Carol and Tyrese's dilemma, because now you've taken uh, a sure thing and you've turned it into another, what is he going to do? Um, because now Rick Rick is not... It, a, Rick is easily uh, able to defend himself from Tyrese if he needs to. Um, and, and B, Rick didn't kill Karen. He let the person get away, but he didn't kill her. So I don't know. I mean, I assume Tyrese is still going to rage on Rick, which we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but going back uh, real quickly to those two survivors, remember that one survivor, the dude, is still out there, and he knows now that they're at the prison like eight miles from here. Yeah, that's So probably. he actually might end up coming back. If he does, time. I just may. I, 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 it blew my mind. That guy, I don't know what they were thinking casting him. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, <laughs> it, I, I don't know what they were thinking directing him. I don't know what they're thinking writing him. Cause if they want me, if, if that ends up being a dangling plot point that he's later rounded up by the governor and he's leads him to the prison because he left him, he blames Rick for his girlfriend. I am going, I, my skull's going to split open and green fire is going to shoot out of my eye sockets because we know the type of character it takes to survive in this world if as a good guy or bad guy and he fits none of those categories this this guy just i mean so they were just holed up in this house with their peaches and a zombie they couldn't handle a single fucking zombie that that 
managed to get a, a up. I don't know. I would. It was super cool watching a zombie fall down the stairs in like a comic relief kind of way. Because I'm like, uh, you could tell it was coming. I'm like, that zombie's totally going to take a fall. There's no way no. it's going to. Yeah, I was I was totally waiting for it to just tumble down the stairs. It was awesome when it did. And then it broke its neck at the bottom, and you could see that it was kind of like paralyzed. Um, uh, that was really funny. But then when the people came out, I'm like, so they've been here for like a day or two, trapped in the goddamn master bedroom eating peaches. What? And 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 this guy's going to somehow sort of fight his way out of this neighborhood and survive. And I don't. I hope we never see that guy, that asshole again. Oh, I yeah. couldn't. Uh, they made my skin crawl. Uh, let us talk about the other group. Um, yeah. I was very annoyed by Tyrese. I thought the way they depicted him was over the top. It's one thing if he was taking unnecessary chances with himself, but some of the stuff he did endangered the group. And to me, that, that betrays what I felt like I knew about Tyrese. And well, that all changed. Fa- I my, mean, that's what the theme of the episode is. Tyrese has changed. Into Tyrese is an, not the in, level-headed guy that he used to be. And, but he's changed into a self-destructive idiot that will take the people that are that are innocent and trying to help the people he cares about. I mean, what happened to the fact that he's on a mission for Sasha? Like, that's yeah, the change so that happened okay. last I episode. I, I don't think he cares about the people who are around him helping him and, uh, like, Daryl and Bob and Michonne. He doesn't care about them. But he's he just, needs them. He's angry about caring. Now, I will give you credit. I will say I agree that he is on a mission for Sasha. He should be a little more concerned with that. Yes. It's like the last episode didn't – that motivation they gave him that changed his whole mind about coming on this. I mean the only reason he abandoned his yeah. sister was to help her get these medicine, and now he's acting like a giant fucking asshole this whole episode. I, I, It, it did – and I think it, they could have done a little bit lighter of a touch because I did like the conversation he had with Michonne. And I also thought that that went a long way towards kind of finalizing her decision to fully invest in a group and let the governor go for now. Um, Absolutely. But I, I just had, it was at the cost of of Tyrese as a likable character. And judging from my Facebook feed, uh, a lot of people felt that way. That this was just he came across as a, a liability, a, a, an annoying one at that. Yeah, I wonder if they're trying to play into the theme that Rick stressed uh, at the beginning with the crazy woman, uh, the question of can you come back from something like that? Are they going to play that out through Tyrese now? Uh, I don't know that they need to because we've already seen it done with Rick, um, and I would say Rick has most certainly come back. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I, I that... so Maybe that's what they were trying to do, but you're right. I don't think that worked very well. Yeah. I don't know. I was just bummed because I've, I'm about as high on The Walking Dead as I've been since season one. We just got back from the awesome Walker Stalkers con and I just, I just felt like there's so many curveballs that are thrown and it's endangering the whole plot line that I've invested in so far. Uh, what did you think about, um, man, ah, another thing that I don't think really worked the way they thought it was is, is Bob's character and his obsession with the alcohol. It really didn't work the way they thought it would because I didn't even understand it, honestly. Like, I I get that, okay, he drinks this alcohol because he doesn't want to deal uh, with the horrible things that have been happening. Which is understandable. I buy that. It's totally understandable. 
I don't then understand why he had this epiphany in the big spot or whatever it's called where he put the thing down and they came crashing down and killed Zack. And now he's right back on or off the wagon, whatever you call it. Yeah, I, I get confused. Does he fall off the wagon? Is he on the wagon? I don't know. You know, the, it and, seems like that's counterintuitive, right? Like when he killed Zach, he would think, "Okay, this is dangerous for me. I need to stop." And and also, narratively, they set this up to where Daryl and I made a joke on Facebook, but like Daryl absolved him. He was like, you know, when Daryl calls bullshit on your bullshit, it's bullshit. And he's like, <laughs> you know, go and slam drinks on on sh- uh, on alcohol shelves no more, my son. And mm-hmm. that was supposed. To, I, I felt like that was kicking off a redemption arc for Bob. But for them to double down and make him a, a big and, – and the fact that his knapsack was empty except for a bottle of booze, I it's like come they were in a room full of drugs, which is another thing that blew them. None of those people's backpacks were stuffed full of medical supplies. You could see. Like you go to veterinary college, I can see with my eyes that there are still shelves full of medicine. Maybe they're not the medicines you're there for. But why not get it anyway? Why not get as much supplies as you want? This thing is 50 fucking miles away. Your back, your bag should be bulging with shit that you're bringing from here. And the only thing he has is the alcohol. But, and it's a weird, it's a weird juxtaposition to this theme of change, right? Because you thought you were going to get a redemption arc in an episode that stresses the change that happens in people so strongly. Why wouldn't there be? It feels to me like there's something more there that I'm just missing. Maybe, which is why this is an instant cast, and we reserve the right to change our mind if we're completely dumbasses about it. But also, it's kind of telling that we're reasonably smart people, and if if it works on some level, we didn't find it. And and just to echo yours, yes, the episode's theme was change, and it would have been much powerful to juxtapose the negative change with the positive change that Bob was trying to uh, uh, go through, and by just having him go back to being. I mean, the confrontation between him and Daryl was really freaking epic. And, it was. and I felt like I they Daryl was going to kill him with his face. And I and you would if he did that, you kind of would. And I felt like maybe they wanted to write that scene sort of like, well, what can we do to really justify? Because if he had just stolen the bottle and had a whole bunch of medicine on top of that, what could Daryl? He might be disappointed. But the fact that he he almost killed himself and the group to save that bottle that only had booze in it is almost unforgivable. Like like Daryl said, I wish you'd kept walking. I thought Daryl might just march him off the side of that 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 building. I Yeah. Oh, this just it's just another thing I felt like this this episode didn't work and man, uh what am I forgetting, Jim? Anything what what's um, I I think that's about it. I mean, there was a conversation right up front with Lizzie and Carol which we touched um, on that, which needed to happen because of what happens at the end. Carol doesn't come back. I wonder how that's going to affect Lizzie next episode. Well, and I get that's one thing I was thinking when if you brought Carol back to trial, how that would you deal with the kids? But that's a problem in society. You know, you throw kids, parents in prison all the time um, mm-hmm. or banish them. Or and I just thought that would have been a much more interesting creative choice, too, that, again, I'm always wanting to see how people are going to restart society. And I was kind of thinking like, wow, uh, Rick's a lawman. He's re- going to reestablish the rule of law, but he's going back to basically rictatorship 2.0 or it's a, it's a shadow rictatorship. <laughs> you yeah, know? So, 
the right now the council doesn't exist. I mean, Herschel is quarantined over in one area. Carol's gone. Daryl's out. Who knows where? So this is uh, a coup. There, there is no council at this point. I mean, Rick has to start making some decisions while while this group is out, right? It's mm. apparently been a very long time since they went out. Yeah, I guess you could say that it's that he took it upon himself, but I just feel like it's weak sauce. Uh, again, if Carol, if Carol's problem was that she overstepped her authority, and uh, you know, again, obviously, I think to me that's the troubling thing. Not that she suggest like if she suggested at a council meeting, I don't think anyone could say, "Look, that's that's that should be off the table, Carol." What the hell? And if they yeah. did, then they deserve what they get. But the fact that she just did it. When they had the functioning, I mean, at that time, the council was still effective. The council was still together. I mean, you either have a prison council or you don't. And, <laughs> um, and I, I, if, if Carol had, I was thinking that maybe Carol would somehow sacrifice herself. And I'm like, well, that'll be interesting. You know, I, I still, I, I still don't see how that settles the Tyrese thing because Tyrese could see, you know, that may, maybe called bullshit or maybe felt like he was denied his vengeance. Um, or that maybe she would sneak off or to, to try to, to try to keep that burden from Rick. But for Rick to make this decision unilaterally, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't know what they're doing thematically. And maybe it'll make sense later, but I think the better chance is we're going to be spinning our wheels doing stuff that I've already mentally checked out on for two or three more episodes until we get to some badass finale. And I, man, I had so much good stuff to talk about from the con and now I feel like it's all turned to ash in my mouth. Because I'm not excited about next week. I oh, that's unfortunate. Are you? Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what to think of next week. I mean, whatever. Um, I actually. So let's talk real quickly about the end where uh, he does let Carol go. Set aside the idea that this is a crazy thing to do. Okay. Uh, and that it doesn't solve any problems. What do you think of that scene? I thought it was a great scene, and as I put on Facebook, I thought it was close to greatness because you had two very good actors yeah. with good dialogue wrestling with some real issues. I just felt like the ultimate resolution is what killed it. I'm like, man, if he's like <laughs> – if he like – does the walking dead version of cuffing her and saying like you just got to you know i you know this is not for my call carol but you're gonna have to answer for this i would have been like standing up even with all the other problems in the episode and slow clapping and this episode would have gotten away with the seven and a half or maybe even stronger for 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 having the balls to do that and and you know again this is the first time the season the show has shied away from increasing conflict like they just just like we just got to resolve something let's just resolve this and have it done and i i don't know again maybe i'm naive maybe this is going to come back into prison but i'm kind of over crazy tyrese just like i was over crazy rick and and yes i've heard from many psychologists that this is maybe more realistic but i don't watch television for ultra real you kind of look i watch television for hyper realism like this should be more entertaining and better than what you'd get in real life you know um and and i want to be able to root for heroes and and um have interesting villains and i thought i was getting that and they did And, and there was a lot of good moments like the stuff between tyrese and michonne Really good, really well acted. The stuff between Daryl and Michonne, very good. Bob Stuckey's, uh, speech, uh, about, you know, 
his surviving two groups and how he was a witness and all that stuff it was great. Like these guys are doing a hell of a job and they're just asked to carry this water in a leaky bucket. I feel like. So it actually occurs to me, uh, something you said kind of made me realize that this entire episode, um, the reason Maggie doesn't come along, all these, uh, kind of, stories that Rick is telling and the stories he's getting Carol to tell is a test for Carol. Uh, and that's what these three questions are also about, right? I mean, uh, Rick is taking her out to to judge her character, I think, um, throughout the episode. And so maybe if I go back and I view it in that light, which I wasn't throughout the episode, maybe it comes together a little bit better. I don't know. Uh, like I said, I'll have to reserve that judgment for the second viewing. But I really think that's what's taking place here. Yeah, I mean, that's strong. I still disagree with it. Um, I, mm-hmm. I still think that would have been, that's great criteria for Rick to judge whose side he's going to be on. Okay. And, but, but as far as I, again, what authority does Rick have to make this call? And how is this going to make it better? How is this going to make the prison? You know, the council and democracy and the society that they, that he apparently wants to build as a farmer. If he's Cincinnatus, how the hell is this helping in his role as a statesman? And again, you know, uh, this, if this happened in season two, whatever, but season four, I just hate seeing him kind of waste some of the storytelling potential. And it was, didn't work for me. It didn't work for most people, uh, in, in the Facebook thread. It'll be interesting to see what kind of reactions we get. Um, and, and it'll also be interesting to see what I feel like after I watch it for two, cause maybe my expectations are super high. But again, I can't see myself just coming around and loving what Rick did and loving what they did with Bob. I really can't see me doing that. Yeah. I think you have valid objections to it. I'm, I'm not going to deny that, obviously. Um, I just really want a second viewing before sure. I, I pass judgment, uh, before I take uh, this episode out to a, a housing development and ditch it. <laughs> give, it a ga- give it a gallon of gas and a shitty Plymouth Voyager and tell it best <laughs> yeah. of luck. Uh, on the bright side, I'm feeling some skits uh, tonight's episode. Sounds good. Yeah, anytime you get flip-flopping in plot, it uh, can generate some comedy. So we might be able to get our first, not our first skit uh, into our, this season's belt. Uh, anything else we need to talk about before we uh, let everybody go and I can uh, do the best I can on this audio, mix it up, and get on the site? No, I think we're good. All right, uh, stay tuned for Tuesday for our full podcast coverage of this episode with all your feedback. We'll also be talking about what we thought about the Walker Stalker Con. Spoiler alert, we thought it was awesome. Uh, we also have a lot of spoilers that I was excited to talk about uh, as far as the rest of this season and next season that I'm kind of – it's going to be interesting evaluating this uh, in in light of this 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 episode's information that will be in a spoiler section so don't be afraid we're not spoiling anything the main version of the cast but we will be talking some show potential show spoilers obviously the cast wasn't giving us hard spoilers but the stuff they were saying i think ties into some comic book plots um and possibly and we're going to be discussing that in the spoiler section so there might be some interesting stuff for you there so uh should be a fun cast uh kind of a bummer of an episode i hope 
I'm I hope I'm wrong and and we're not going to have kind of a, a dip of the next two or three episodes, but we'll see. All right. Should I, am I doing an outro here? Is I think I just I think I just people? stole your outro thunder. Go but go ahead. Go All ahead. Right. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you on Tuesday. Until then, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you then.